Welcome to the third edition of Quarantine the Past. This is the new music podcast from No Ripcord. There's no special theme this month other than we're halfway through the year. So we're going to talk about the records that have defined 2022 for us so far. And we're going to try to avoid things we've picked for the podcast. So we're keeping it a little fresh. We'll talk about those and then we'll move on to our four picks for the month as usual. So who would like to kick us off with their favourite three records of 2022? Why don't you go first, Dave? You never go first. Oh, that is very mean, Joe. When I asked who would like to kick us <laughs> off, it was because I was feeling <laughs> But I will. Okay, I'll go first. So my three records, these aren't necessarily my absolute favourite records of the year, but they're three things that I've enjoyed and they all begin, the artists all begin with the letter B, which is sort of implies that I've, you know, half-assed it and only gone so far down my list, but I assure you that isn't the case. Um, the first one is the uh, the Black Country New Road record, um, Ants From Up There. I kind of heard the first record from this band the other year, was it last year it came out? And I wasn't that impressed. Um, I kind of wrote them off and then this just seemed like a colossal leap forward. I thought it sounded really epic and ambitious, but where the first record had just a little whiff of pretentiousness, it was kind of kept in check this time around. Um, Really, just a really interesting sound, lots of classical instruments. They kind of had this epic, epic vibe to it. It sounded like a English arcade fire with these like pastoral elements to it I I just thought it was really good and by the time I got into it unfortunately um, I I read that the singer had left the band and yeah that goes the chance of seeing them seeing them play this live really which is a shame because I think it would have really really come into its own live so that was number one just getting some wine delivered by my son which is very kind Um, the second uh, second record I picked, uh, which I'm, I'm sure a few of you have probably got down on your list, is the Beach House record, Once Twice Melody. I, I every every so often a record comes along by a band that I had just kind of lost track of, not really followed. Kind of thought I've pretty much heard everything that band has to do. A few years ago, it was the Twilight Sad, and I, I love it when that band kind of comes back into your consciousness and blows you away for a second time it doesn't happen very often but that's what happened to me with this beach house record I think had I read there was a beach house record coming out I wouldn't have been particularly you know interested in checking it out but it it you know when I read the initial reviews and things coming in I just thought this is something I really need to hear and it's just such a such a great album and massive as well so there's lots to take in but that's one of my favorites of the year uh and um, that beach house record that um i'm i'm 100 with you on that and i think it's very rare that is this their seventh album or something along those lines something and like that, that yeah i, th- I think and, it's their eighth yeah uh, eighth okay and uh, a band that don't actually really change that much from record to record can do something which is sort of very um yeah, like you say, it can be one of your favourites of the year. But um, I was hoping you could help me because I can't, I can't articulate why it's done that. I <laughs> like, I'm, I, I'm with you. I think I keep going back to it, and I think it's my probably my favourite of theirs since Teen Dream. But I can't work out why. 
and I was hoping that between the three of you, I can't either. It just it feels really intangible, doesn't it? It's there's just something about it that uh, that that just hits the spot and hits the mark better than the the other ones. I, I don't understand why. It was really obvious with some, you know, like that Twilight Sad record I mentioned, which is entirely different, but that just felt like a you know it felt like a shift in sound but this this very much sounds like beach house doesn't it there's you know there's nothing massively new and ambitious here but it's just really maybe really it's good. The, yeah maybe with this you often hear albums from bands and you're like okay i can see this band they've got like a really good album in them if they could just kind of refine this and do this and maybe that maybe this is it maybe this is the platonic ideal of a beach house album and yeah. and but it's like that. three albums yeah it's i don't know and they each mm. have their own distinct sound i don't know they just they really knocked it out of the park yeah. if you told me in january beach house is going to release their best album ever and it's going to be like eight hours long <laughs> and you're going to love it i would have i would have you know <laughs> never believed it but here we are and it's you know it's it's one of the few things this year that i've kind of kept coming back to um really enjoyed that one uh, my last pick was the Billy Woods record, Ethiopes. Um, I know Juan is a fan because he recommended it to me. Um, not a rapper I've really listened to much in the past, but it just it ticked all the boxes for rap music for me in um, that it just it had a really interesting flow. It, it, it's the the instrumentation is cool. There's lots of like minimalist jazz samples and there's just a really cool vibe to it. it, it it's always hard for me to I, I I usually end up on my end of your list with like two or three hip-hop records that I've enjoyed and there isn't always like a common thread that ties them together I'm definitely not an expert and I don't listen to anywhere near everything but this is just this is just sort of everything that I look for in a, in a hip-hop record I, I think it's a really really special record. I've not, I've not heard that. Is that from what you're saying? That sounds like is that kind of a like an old school early '90s sounding thing? If it's got the sort of minimalist jazz samples, like sort of Jay Dilla produced kind of vibe. Yeah, it's kind of like a New York City '90s, very much. You know, I think Diggable Planets and that kind of sound. But if I don't know if he's part of a duo called Arm and Hammer, I'm not sure if you've heard of them, Joe. Yeah, I've heard of those. Yeah, yeah, so he's he's uh, one of the two members of that group. So yeah, he kind of you know it feels a little bit like um, you know like one of those sort of more under the radar alternative hip hop you know it's never going to be a, a big mainstream thing but much like um much like an mf doom record or or, or a or a J. Dilla one something that's just going to come out of the left field and and yeah it, it's it's just really really it just feels really confident and really assured but also really low-key and minimal at the same time yeah. um definitely one to check out that's that is my I've got that and Earl Sweatshirt. They're my two hip hop records for the year. So I'm, you know, I'm ahead of <laughs> ahead of my usual schedule, really. Um, okay, I can go. I can go next. Um, so um, one that is a kind of a fairly obvious choice, and um, I know this is on Gabby's list as well, is the Wet Leg record. Um, I had like really really high hopes for this because I loved all the singles and. Um, yeah, I think I think it's kind of generally lived up to what 
I wanted from the record. It's fun, it's breezy, it's like nice kind of fuzzy sort of guitar pop. Um, it's there's not an, an original idea on the record. I mean, there's a song where the riff is blatantly the man who sold the world. Yeah. There's a song where the chorus is quite blatantly the banana splits theme tune. Um, but it's fine. I don't care. Like I think it's it's very sort of 2022 in that they'll probably put out another record in two years and I won't care because it will sound like a less good version of this. Um, and you don't really need another record from this sort of 35 minutes, but it's just really kind of solid and fun. Um, I'm kind of amazed just how big they've got, um, mm. just because it's they've kind of arrived fully formed, which is quite rare. I think they've probably been sort of knocking around in other bands for a while. Actually, I've seen videos that the lead singer has been in other bands or done other musical projects where she's kind of done quite operatic things, which has been yeah. a real sort of departure. Um, and this is, they're kind of a band that, you know, every now and then a band arrives that are so sort of fully formed that there are sort of corners of the internet that sort of accuse them of being like an industry plant or something. Um, mm. That's how, that's how kind of formed their sound is. That's, that's a kind of backhand of compliment. They're good enough that you might think they're an industry plant. Um, that's but, what would have yeah. happened like 10, 15 years ago. That would have been the thing, wouldn't it? It would have been about authenticity, but I don't, I, do people, yeah. people don't give as much of a shit about that anymore, thankfully, which is a good I guess, thing. I guess not. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, G Gabby, were you going to say anything about that? So we can do a crossover with your list. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. They're just like, I was going to say that the industry plant thing, you'd be surprised. Like there's a lot of like TikTok bullshittery about that. Like people care a lot more than you think. There's a lot of backlash against them that I didn't expect there would be. Um, but they're just such a fun band and I, yeah, I mean, you're probably right that when they come out with more music, it probably isn't going to be particularly revelatory or interesting, and we might be a little bit sick of them by then, but whatever. Let's enjoy them now. You just wake it's... up, 15 years' time when they come out with their eighth album, you know, a, a, a <laughs> Yeah, and they'll be so looking, album. yeah, they'll be, right, <laughs> their beach house. Yeah, <laughs> they're moving from the chaise long, they're going to do the whole Ikea catalog, you know? Yeah, right. yeah maybe. <laughs> I saw them on TV playing uh, Glastonbury last night and the, oh, yeah. you know yeah. it was just um, just a crowd of joyous faces all sorts of people just like belting out the words and, and loving it. it you know a bit of fun what's wrong with that yeah, we yeah. Need that now. yeah. no but it's but it's it's a funny case story I think I've I was talking to Gabby about this like a, a while back like I remember Wet Leg was like actually charting in the alternative charts like the billboard charts like last year with Chase Lounge it's like how, yeah. did, how did that even happen and, and that's where maybe this sort of speculation would have happened but I, I don't know the they must have a good marketing team or something because it just happened and that was great like seeing seeing them like along with Weezer and Imagine Dragons mm -hmm. in a billboard chart was really weird but it's yeah. great that it's happening to them sure why not they're also I mean I wrote about this in, in my review but like they're they're perfect right like they look exactly right they're like these little manic pixie dream girls they're gorgeous they're like they're actually extremely quirky and intelligent. Like they have 
these like ridiculously quirky hobbies and they interview perfectly and they're delightful and charming. Like there's nothing about them that isn't incredibly easy to market. It's just like a dream, a PR dream. So <laughs> great, like the stars have aligned. And are they from the Isle of Man as well? Which yes. is again, sort of like exactly, exactly. Of Everything about Isle them, yeah. Isle of Wight, sorry, yeah. Isle of Wight, sorry. Oh, okay, yeah. either yeah. way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But if that's you were going amazing. to like invent them, that's where you would say they were from, right. basically yeah. one of those. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Wet Leg is on my list. Um, the second one, uh, which is a very me thing, is um, second album by um, Sid, um, which is called Lonely Hearts Club. So um, Sid is was a sort of a background figure in um, Odd Future years ago, and is now part of the internet as well, who I really, really like. And she put out a debut solo record about three years ago, I think, maybe longer, um, called Finn. And this is her second one. And I, she's got a very kind of, a very, very sort of soft voice that really suits like psychedelic soul. And over the last few years, she's done collaborations with um, people like Charlotte Day Wilson and groups like the Free Nationals. And it really kind of suits her voice. But then this record, she's kind of gone sort of almost like stripped back 80s electronic not not really pop but it's just like there's lots of big spacious like cavernous drums and things and it's actually production that you would think doesn't really suit her voice that well because it's because it's not, I mean it's not a weak voice that's kind of that's being unfair but it, it's not it's certainly not powerful and it works quite well with sort of psychedelic soul music because there's quite a lot to kind of fill in the gaps and here there's a lot of space in this record so I think it's quite a brave record um, or brave sort of production choice for her to make. But um, yeah, I just, I think she's just someone that I like everything she does. So um, it's it's always it's always going to be high on my list. Um, the third record and one that um, I can't, this is another one I can't work out why I like it so much. And it's by an artist who um, I sometimes love their records and sometimes really, really, really hate their records. But um um, this is a safe space, so I think I can say that I really like the new Father John Misty record, Ooh. which <laughs> which is like a fun space. It's not that space. safe, Joe. This is an audio podcast, one. you can't just make faces at me when I say things like that. <laughs> um, but it's it's sort of strange in that it's, it's kind of like a sort of 1950s old Hollywood glamour mm. kind of... Um, sort of easy listening it's sort of almost on the border of like swing music or something but it's just got these really kind of lush orchestral productions and when he is not just sort of trying to be too clever and meta um his lyrics i think he's uh, he just tells good stories in in his songs when he when he wants to um but yeah it's a strange one it's um it's actually um the the reason I kind of came across it, because normally, similar to what we say with Beach House, I guess, if there had been a, if I knew there was a new Father John Misty record out, I just kind of shrug. Um, what actually happened is um, one day my dad texted me out of the blue and said, have you heard of Father John Misty? Um, <laughs> and it turns out they'd been playing his new single on um, Radio 2 in the UK. And my dad thought it was a rediscovered George Michael deep cut and texted me about <laughs> it and 
I just thought, hang on, hang on, what's going on here? So I went to listen to it and then the album came out. And I was like, yeah, I, I kind of really like this. It's, it's very, I mean, it's a sign of advancing age. It's quite sort of loungy, I guess, as well. Um, I think I'm going to be completely out on my own having this anywhere near my top albums of the year list, but I don't care. That's, that's it. It's okay. We have, Juan and I have a veto, don't we? So we'll sort that out. Well, it's also, it's, I haven't heard it, but it's, I have seen it rated highly, like, in a lot of places. So you're not, you might be alone in this group, but you're not alone. alone. <laughs> okay. This is homework. Everyone has to go and listen to it and get back to me. I haven't, I, I haven't listened to it, so I should, I I heard, should give it yeah. a chance. I, I have, right. Yeah, I had a little bit of a hard time with some of his music in the past, just, you know, a bit too much, really. But, yeah, mm. you're right. I'll take your recommendation and act on it. And throw it in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take your recommendation, write it down. <laughs> Put it on a piece of paper, scrunch up that paper, and burn oh, no. it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Is that was that that was three, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, that's that good. three. Yep. Who's next? I can go next. We already talked about wet leg, um, which is a very obvious choice. So I can move on to my next obvious choice, which kind of uh, uh, telegraphed. Um, so. The Weekend's Dawn FM is also, it's just, <laughs> it's so big and I'm a little embarrassed to choose it, but it's so good. It's so good. Um, it just takes the best of Michael Jackson and just spins it with like this super cohesive concept of a futuristic dystopia that made me uh, oddly so happy to listen to. Like I could not, when it came out, I could listen to almost nothing else for weeks. I think it's incredible. And I was never really that into The Weeknd before. So I just think it's such a strong album. So, Vilify Me If You Like, it is such a huge pop record. It's going to be on all of like the obvious lists at the end of the year, but I love it. I think it's amazing. Yeah, I, th I like I like that record and I think it's really good. He is, you know, just to put some sort of concept behind it and not just be like, here's my, especially if you're uh, an artist that big in the age of streaming, you can just do here are my three singles and whatever, who cares about the rest of the record and to make, put a real concept behind it. Um, also, didn't it come out in like the second week of January or something yeah. when no one was really paying attention? So I almost feel like it's, I've kind of, I, re I listened to it a lot when it came out as well, but I'd already kind of forgotten about it a little bit. It seems like a long, a long time ago. And I'm surprised it's not getting more attention still. I guess, um, like, I think Blinding Lights is probably still in the charts um, in a lot of places. So he's <laughs> always almost should have left it a bit longer. Um, also, am I right in thinking that the narrator on the album is Jim Carrey because they're friends and they live near each other as well? I actually don't know. That could be that would be news to me as well. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, if it's not, then that is the strangest pretend fact that I've just plucked yeah. from somewhere. That is a bizarre I, dream. Wait, hang on. I want to. <laughs> yeah. I'm we have to fact check this that. Is like, I'm this is like one of these things. Um, You're right. That... You are correct. Yes. Carrie okay. serves as a radio DJ sound narrator in the 
in three tracks for the new album. That must be Jim Carrey's biggest role in 10 years. <laughs> yeah, didn't he like quit acting? Um, yeah. I did Purely not recognize his this. voice. That's wild. So I thought I'd made that up. So in the UK, there was always, I mean, again, this is this is niche content even for even <laughs> Russ, but um, um, and again, only Dave will uh, be aware of this, but there was, uh, there used to be, um, well, in the NME, there used to be a column where um, someone would just make up facts about pop music and they were all obviously <laughs> false. And one of them really kind of got legs and is still kind of quoted to this day. Um, uh-huh. And in the UK, there is actually, I don't know if he's still alive, but there was a game show host in the 90s, 80s and 90s called Bob Holness. Um, who started out as a radio actor. He's actually the first person to ever play James Bond, um, but on a radio version of the James Bond novels, not on film. And he hosted a, a game show in like the 80s and 90s that was particularly popular with the students and the unemployed, basically, it was like daytime TV, and became a bit of a cult figure. And the enemy printed a, a completely false statement that he played the saxophone on Baker Street by Jerry Rafferty. <laughs> And it like went whatever the 20th century equivalent of viral was. Um, and I still see it mentioned today in a kind of like, hey, did you know kind of thing? And it's completely false. Like, no, yeah. So I was worried that I'd kind of been duped by some sort of like, hey, did you know Jim Carrey on Dawn FM? But no, it turns out it is. Unless I wrote that article that you've just looked at. I mean, if we started that rumor and it wasn't true and it, it it grew legs, that would be the most most culturally significant thing we've ever done at No Records. So, <laughs> it would have been that. We should try. Okay. To do that with something new much podcast smaller. feature. Yeah. 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 Make up a fact. What is made up rumor of the week? Yeah, yeah we need to be careful about sorry, to... libel laws as well. Yeah. Uh, libel schmibel. Um, <laughs> but. Um, there's no such thing as bad publicity, but sorry, Gabby, I've completely derailed your conversation with um, a detour into random fact, which is very it's much more interesting. All right, Bob Holness. <laughs> Pick number. Oh, well, yeah. So, Juan, did, we, did you want to come back on the weekend? Did you enjoy it? I, I didn't really. I, I found it. Really? I, I've got in my little notes log. I've got written down nauseatingly slick. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> that's what I like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, slick is good. What are you talking no, about? I like it, was, slick it, was, it was slick in a nauseating way. I just found it, um, yeah. I don't know. I, 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 like, uh, I like a couple of the songs, but I just thought the whole thing was a bit too much for me, really. Juan's looking what? pensive and. Pensive. <laughs> oh. I was supposed to say something. Oh, uh, I just want you to back me up. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, no. Well, here's the thing, David. I thought I I was under the impression that you liked this album more than I that I'm hearing right now. Because I think when we were kind of talking about the first albums that we were listening to, I think you had a higher view of it than I did. Um, and honestly, since February, I haven't really gone back to it. I I so I don't. I feel like I can't really comment on it because it was like in one ear out the other kind of thing. And I, I, I felt like, I don't know what the weekend it's I've, I've come into his work and then I just, mm. yeah. It doesn't I don't sound know. like something I, you'd be interested in. Why? No, but 
but yeah, well, that's the, well, the problem is that there is like a gap where I haven't heard any weekend albums um, except for a lot of uh, the singles. So I have note to self, I have to like get back to it. I didn't like his stuff really until, well, except the singles uh, before this. So Although, I, know, I was very surprised. Uh, admittedly, I like his output now more than when he was this indie darling from Canada mm. doing these like low-fi-ish. Uh, kind of, yeah. I like those mixtapes. Yeah, so. I never really liked those. And I liked, I think the slickness of his sound now suits mm. him way more. Yeah. I find it really confusing based on the mixtapes that he became such a such a global yeah. phenomenon. I was like, well, that's a guy we reviewed like 10 years ago. <laughs> what's, it, yeah. what's, it, what's he doing like coming out of my kids' video games and stuff? It was very... Yeah. 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 And then weirdly, he's in uncut gems that <laughs> Sorry. Like, right the, right uh, you're laughing because i said uncut gems probably aren't you um <laughs> instead of uncut gems um, so um he's in that but like that's set in 2012 so there's a scene just like in an indie club and adam sandler goes to see the weekend and then i think they have a fight yeah it's very strange mm -hmm. It's a good cameo. You gotta give it to him. It is a good cameo. Yeah. yeah. From Adam Sandler to Jim Carrey in, in 10 years. That's yeah. I mean, what can I say? I'm bringing the high culture yeah. to, this, uh, <laughs> to this podcast. Was that that was your second one? What was your what was your third one, Gabby? So um I won't pick uh Beach House because you guys talked about it already, but um I feel like I I might have to go with Sasami, which is odd because I don't necessarily think that her album is like the strongest but I keep coming back to it it just like has this weird hold on me it's just such an odd record it's such a confused record um it's like equal parts new metal and like this like folksy Lilith Fair kind of alt-rock and they do not the songs like do not make sense together like it's such an oddly combined album but both styles on their own I love it's just very strange to have them kind of shuffled in so that's part of why like the incoherence is why I can't necessarily say it's like a super solid record but on their own, each song is so good. So I keep going back to it and the songs keep getting, getting stuck in my head. And I, I don't know, I, I can't let go of it. So I'm gonna have to say it's Squeeze. I feel like, and I hate to say this to everyone because this is not news people are gonna wanna hear, but I feel like new metal's coming back. <laughs> and, <laughs> <laughs> But just like little bits of it just keep cropping up in songs, like a lot of um, pop music just will occasionally just chuck in some sort of new metal-y distorted guitars and stuff like, um, um, oh, what's his name, Rina um, Sawayama as well. Oh yeah. There's like yeah. a bit of new metal stuff in hers. And I just sort of keep hearing sort of songs on the radio that like, yeah, this, this is quite a, like a heavy breakdown in this pop song. Mm. and. 
or like a sort of pop punk sort of blink 182 kind of thing and it's been 20 years and that's why it's coming back that's my that's my theory it takes you so, back so, to sit here yeah. it's the it's the oh, 20 year cycle coming back yeah. Yeah. it is it is yeah, yeah. Uh, good we've reached gonna... that stage of life yeah it's yeah. um yeah. yeah so i think i'm i'm on holiday in august so if you guys want to do the the new metal special edition you're more than welcome oh dear crack lord on okay. with that. can we <laughs> um can we do like a thing where for one month while you're away we uh we renamed the website to a uh, new record <laughs> <laughs> oh no just like skin it oh god no. yeah. yeah yeah oh no get some get some black hoodies made with that yeah um, yeah get some baggy baggy right, shorts, shorts down past your knees that. you have no, my God. yeah you have my permission to do that <sighs> yeah it might be what, what we was need, i mean know. yeah i mean men's fashion and i use the word fashion completely incorrectly here but for for new metal sort of thing it's quite easy to kind of do but gabby for w women's fashion what we're talking um, i've seen in my head it's like again hoodies or were women um, allowed? Zips that kind of go <laughs> diagonally. Sort of, um, were women allowed? <laughs> oh, actually, that's a very good point. No, no. I don't think women were allowed. Think. No, no. <laughs> that's a good point. Um, I think you have to go to skate parks and look on adoringly. I think that's, that's what, you what have it right. was. So this yeah. is this yeah. is why it's coming back. Perhaps you know that's where we're heading, huh? Yeah. Oh, oh god. Um, <laughs> if you can wear, maybe buy some like purple corduroy trousers that are too long i have some purple and corduroy trousers. i mean listen can... i that had is not something i expected <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah the um all and the, bands, um trousers but... with all the pockets on the outside that, well yeah i don't know if have pockets did they they weren't cargos no no, no. Mm, yeah but okay we'll, work, we'll workshop this we'll one workshop how long are you waiting for dave what's what's the internet <laughs> I, I, access like I, where you are possibly forever the the this is... <laughs> he's not coming back <laughs> like my life's work what have they done <laughs> my life's work jeez joe, how did you where to depress from, me joe from, from new metal to soul that's <laughs> what i'd I like to know, know. i don't know um <laughs> I still, I still have fond memories of the time that Dave sent me a mock-up of the front page of No Ripcord, where every single article was about Beyonce, and that I still think is the is the ideal of what we're going for. <laughs> oh no! Okay, all right. I think this is a wise time to to segue to Juan, who's going to bring us <laughs> bring us back down to Earth. I'm sure. Right, Juan is picking Limp Bizkit, Sum Forty One. Well, by theory, right? I I funny I mean I did see Machine Gun Kelly in concert so it could it couldn't be any more right on brand yeah. like pop well, against your world. Know, the world is I going mean, truly mad here. you know occasionally like a thread will go around Twitter that will be like um you need to write a tweet that shows you've been kidnapped without telling people you've been kidnapped Right. And when you said, I've been to see Machine Gun Kelly in concert, I was just like, <laughs> like, like, once. Help was quick, dispatched. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The SWAT team to your apartment. Okay. It, it was pretty obnoxious. I mean, but <laughs> but let's be honest, like, he, he's a showman. Like, like, I have to be honest, like, I enjoyed parts of it because first of all, like just trying to like, he sped through like 29 songs, like in an hour and 15 minutes. And then, so, and he kept the energy throughout the whole thing. And I'm like, 
you know, he, uh, uh, well, he had a good band behind him. I don't, I don't know how, what his guitar playing skills are, but yeah, at least it was a, a nice experiment to, and please don't, don't, don't think this is like one of my choices because it's not. Yeah, so what are the other two choices? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mainstream sellout. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I guess I should talk about what I actually do like from this year. Uh, I really, 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 really enjoy the new Nila Frajanja. She's a London yeah. singer-songwriter. And, you know, it's like one of those albums that you hear a lot these days about kind of trying to resolve your own feelings, like digging deep into yourself, assessing one's personal growth when you're that young in your early 20s. And I think she does it in a really really smooth and interesting way mm. like like she has like a way like a natural knack of not like completely doing things that are out of character but she keeps that experimentation with every album like this one especially is very it's very uniform in mood and musical texture like it has these very like flangy kind of tasteful guitar patterns which is uh, a weakness of mine and and it's an album that I just keep coming back to like uh, over and over because it also has some 90s sensibilities, let's be honest, with a little bit of like the XX too, uh, reminded me at, at parts too, but painless, not a painless listen at all. If we all we all fans of that, it looked like everyone was nodding, nodding vigorously. Yeah, I really like that record. Yeah, it is. It's really yeah. good. Are you, have you heard it, Joe? I've not heard it. No, I... I... Um, it's on my list to get round to because um, I do I do like her, but yes, I've not heard it yet. Yeah, so I guess my my more everyone has had like their big pick, right? I think my big pick is the smile, which is mm -hmm. the new project. Oh yeah, I've not Tom, heard. This I just yet. heard that. Yeah. yeah, which is the yeah. new project of Tom York and Johnny Greenwood, and uh, they en enlisted Tom Skinner of uh, Sons of Kemet, which is a jazz band that I, I really adore. For who broke up? <laughs> they broke up, uh, but they should get uh, back together. Yeah, that they, <laughs> yeah. More, I want to hear them more than the Smile, honestly. Even if I love this uh, the Smile album, yeah. but regardless, um, you know it's. It's equal parts very indecipherable, right? It's like radio how Radiohead albums, like you know, it's about some sort of you know political upheaval, but it's not very clear where his, where Tom York's head is in. But the music is really great, and and let's be honest, like I, I well, I'll be honest, I Radiohead has never been like one of my favorite bands. I find them extremely humorless, so I like that the smile is like more playful, and it's funny yeah. because I I always think to myself like. Even if, I don't know if I could trust anyone who like says that their favorite band is Radiohead. It's kind of like saying that Citizen Kane is like the best movie of yeah. all time, right? It's like anyone whose favorite band sounds too perfect, like clearly yeah. has issues. If you, you know, like even think about it, like what the Beatles, right? Even the Beatles kind of embraced their mediocrity once in a while. And I feel like Radiohead always has this very, very uh, structured way of making albums. and. Yeah. I think the smile is kind of their way of saying, let's just do something a little bit more playful, something that we can just relax and not have that expectation of what a radio ha Radiohead album 
should sound like, but it still does sound like a Radiohead album in a lot of ways. More playful than Radiohead. It's like the bar is, <laughs> yeah. is low, isn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It yeah, is. It, it's, I find that really fun, fun because you're the editor in chief of a music website that takes its name from a Radiohead yeah. song. <laughs> Yeah, but, but, aware. You know, 20 but I feel plus years ago. Yeah, exactly. When we, when took we didn't know any better. Yeah. yeah. It's true. I mean, they've never been a, a fun band, have they? And this this <laughs> just injects a little bit of a little bit of fun and play. And it, it, I I really haven't been that interested in anything Radiohead has done for um 10 years, perhaps plus. So this it's is this is the first time I've sat up and thought, oh, this is something I want to listen to again. Yeah same so i don't know and, and like the rest um i don't know what else have i i really like the new spiritualized and again i didn't like i wanted to come with something more fresh right uh, why spiritualize like this guy who jason pierce has been like making albums for god knows when so like the early 90s right but he, he really did something that really resonated with me for some reason which which is something that he had never done since uh the early 2000s and and um i i think you should all check it out because it's it's yeah it's it's still that kind of like narcotic narcolepsy ish kind of sound but with these like chamber arrangements and the soul arrangements that he always injects into his into his music with his band and and i think uh I, I he hasn't done it as well as he has and I think it's like part of this trilogy of albums that have come out recently um which is spiritualized was another one of those bands that also kind of came back they had somewhat reformed after uh, a, a hiatus I think but mm. yeah that one I, I've been returning to because it's really really good album it's opinion. surprisingly joyous isn't it it's um yeah. there's it's a, it is. It's, I, I really like it when I'm surprised by a band who releases its like eighth, ninth album or whatever. I don't know what it is off the top of my head with Spiritualized, but that suddenly leaps out and pulls you back in. It is quite analogous to the Beach House one. But 1986 was his first record with really? uh, Spaceman wow. 3. The Spaceman 3. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I wasn't at, yeah, I wasn't thinking about Spaceman 3. Yeah, either. but you can't write off Spaceman 3, Juan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I wasn't yeah. trying to. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I actually prefer, pretty much prefer them to Spiritualize, but this, this album's actually, I think, my favorite Spiritualized record of all, actually. Oh, wow. All mm -hmm. right. Okay, it's really I'll good. listen to it. Fine. Yeah, it's good. It's really good. <laughs> Fine. That, that was three. Fine. Yeah, they were big, yeah. but I think it's it's okay to pick big things because we're predominantly focusing on new, new bands, aren't we? In the in the podcast, so nice True. to kind of talk about some of the yeah. you know some of the bigger things. It's not all kind of obscure debut EPs from left field uh, Australian bands. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's <laughs> not not thank you for anyone in particular so yeah that wraps up the first part that was that was quite a lengthy chat so um we hope you enjoyed it and got some pics and uh got a bit of an insight into what people have been enjoying to avoid subjecting you to a two-hour mammoth podcast episode we're going to separate this one into two separate parts we'll be back in part two with our musical picks for the month thanks for listening